prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store. It's the same app for both platforms. It's very well done and it reaches out to people like you. This is Sam Kawesa, your host. Thank you for listening. Please recommend your friends, your church, your village, or wherever you are in any part of the world. Find us anywhere on the internet. All they have to do is type in Google Afri Christ Prayer Ministries Podcasts and it will pop up. In this episode, we are again going to see how God uses and really expects us to use the gifts that he has given us. Today, we are going to meet a very special person who God has used tremendously in the area of creativity. You'll be amazed at how one person, when they are willing to let God use them, they could do so much when they are under the anointing. You're going to be glad that you tuned in today or you downloaded it, and I'm sure you're going to be passing it on to other people because you know someone out there who may be struggling and they're asking, how is God going to use me? Is this really God? You're going to find out from the testimony of this person here what God can do for you. Now, one of the things that we have to realize, God has these gifts that he has given us and he didn't just throw us out there so we can just go shoot, 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 you know, like in the Wild West. But he is very organized. He has given us scriptures if we seek him, if we ask him, if we pray, that will help us to go through different areas of our lives, whether we have or we don't have, whether the resources are visible or they are not, whether you really have him on hand or you're not. Remember when Nehemiah was going to repair the wall of Jerusalem? Remember what happened? He had nothing. You know, the Bible calls him a cupbearer, but really... On, in our day, a cupbearer would be someone like a waiter. He was a waiter to the king. But see what happened. The Bible says that when the king realized that Nehemiah was kind of sad, he was wondering, how come I know you're not sick, you look so sad? And Nehemiah goes, how can I be happy? The wall in Jerusalem is all crumbled. And Nehemiah turned and prayed a short prayer to the Lord. And when he prayed, the king's heart was changed. And as you know, the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of God. And so Nehemiah now took on a different position. The man who was sad is now telling the king what to do because the king said, what can I do? And Nehemiah's prayer was answered immediately because what happened is he started to say, do this and do this. I need this and I need the other. And then when Nehemiah realized that the king was just saying, yes, he started saying, oh, by the way, also give me some uh, soldiers to guard us on the way because we are going to be traveling in dangerous territory. And the king did exactly that. Then he said, oh, by the way, can you also give us uh, um, the edicts that we need so that we can get all the resources, the wood from the forest that we can use to rebuild the wall. And the king did exactly that. Now, our title for today is Realizing Your Divine Goal-Oriented Gifts. See, because God has a goal. There are many kinds of gifts one may receive. Some are gifts for the moment. Like say if someone gives you a gift of chocolates or candy, you eat them and they're gone. You enjoyed it and you thank them. Then some gifts are 
to adore. You give someone flowers or they give you flowers or a picture. You know, that's something you can just look up and say, oh, this is really nice. Or thank you for the flowers. But you know, they will fade. Okay? But these are gifts that express uh, affection. And they evoke feelings of love and attachment to the person who has given you the gift. Then there are some of those gifts that are operational and reproductive. What do I mean by that? They are operational in that you have to do something. You have to plan. You have to go by a given plan. And then they are reproductive in the sense that you start to produce. Whatever it is that you're doing, it produces more and more. It could be, let's say, for example, you're a farmer. You start producing fruit. You start producing seed. You replant. You do whatever. And you do what you need to do. But, you know, such gifts... Uh, you know, they usually have a goal. And that goal in the very end, when you look at each one of those gifts, the purpose of them is to eventually glorify God and bless humanity. Two things. Glorify God, lift up the name of God, lift up the name of Jesus, and bless humanity. Why do we need to be blessed? Because we need to move on and do the purposes of God with our gifts. Such are the gifts that we shall discuss today. And please, prayerfully listen to our guest today. You will thank God that you did, okay? But before then, let me first remind you of some scriptures to give you a base of where we are going. First off, I want you to know that uh, we serve a God who has a plan, like I said it before, okay? We are not out here just going haphazardly, you know, just uh, shooting this way and the other way and hoping that, oh, I got I got something, I shot, uh, you know, I got the target. No, that's not how our God is. And I, I'll use my favorite scripture. Those who have been downloading our podcast, you know, I love this scripture because I can't get away from it. I've seen it work in my life. It's at my door. As soon as you come into my home, it's right there. It's been there for over 30 years. Actually, this plaque, my wife made it. She was in, um, she was in school and she was you know, doing a part-time job and she didn't have much money. So she went to work with this gentleman who used to make plaques. And then to pay them, they used to pay them pennies per plaque. But then he allowed them to make a plaque that they liked. And she made this one. It says, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I'm going to use the New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me, wholeheartedly you will find me and then there's also an assurance in the new testament in second peter 1 2 to 3 it says grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of our god and of jesus christ and his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through knowledge of him who called us by the glo- by glory and virtue. Now, that is completely loaded. We can go back again. Grace and peace to you. In other words, don't worry about things coming your way. Don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about your education or no education. Don't worry about your physical being. He says, grace, grace is unmerited. It's coming your way. And peace, be peaceful, okay? And it's not only is it coming your way, it's going to be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of our God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Just listen to that. Grace and peace. It will be multiplied to you. Don't you think that the grace that you got today or the peace that you got today is not going to come back when a new contract comes your way? No, just say grace and peace. It's multiplied. It continues to go on. It continues to multiply, okay? And then it says, as his divine power. So it's not just any regular power. It's not presidential power. It's divine power has given to us all, all things that pertain to life and godliness. To life, meaning the things that we do, like what we're going to discuss today. And then what? And godliness, because the bottom line is to give glory to God, is for us to lift up the name of the Lord, okay? Through what? Through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. So you can see that once you know God, 
you'll understand that the things that are coming your way or the things he asks you to do, he is going to be able to do. Okay, so before we even get started with any work of any project or anything that we are going to discuss today, I know this young man, I know he did this, you see. He realized who he was. You have to know that you are a different kind of person. Where do I get that from? Remember in... Um, Second Chronicles 16.9, there was a war going on and this king had trusted in chariots, had trusted in this. And then God in chapter 16 verse 9, he says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So what you need to do is be fully committed to the call that he has given you. And then you're going to find that God himself personally sought you out because his eyes went to and fro. He looked over the whole world, seven billion people, and then he chose you to do a certain task. Where do we see that again? Okay, if we look in Isaiah 45, 19, it says this, I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. God is going to give you a bold promise. He will say, I want you to do this and I will provide you with this. And that's what the Lord does. And the only way you can find out what the Lord says or if this promise that looks so bold is really from the Lord is to be prayerfully approaching him. Every time that it comes back to your mind, think about it, meditate on it, pray to the Lord, God, is this it? Is this it? And eventually you're going to find yourself walking in ways and in places that you never knew you could ever have. You know, um, a few years ago, my wife and I were in Washington, D.C., taking our daughter uh, she had just graduated from MSU and she was going to uh, Michigan State University for those who are not in America. And she was going to do her first job, her first stint in Washington, D.C. And we stayed at two of their cousins, my wife's niece and nephew. And they were also young, same age group. And they were all looking for jobs in Washington, D.C. And then God gave a word to my wife. As we were trying to encourage these young people, my children and their cousins, and my wife was trying to tell them that, listen, God is able to do much more than you could ever imagine or think. And then at the end of it, she said this, after this long discussion, she says, for us, we are different. And then one of the cousins came up with a, uh, an acronym for, for us, we are different. They created this little chat group, just us who are in that room, and it's called FUWAD, F-U-W-A-D, for us, we are different. The scripture upon which my wife based that statement is this, it's in Exodus thirty-three fourteen to 15, and it says, One day Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, Take these people up to the promised land. But you haven't told me who you will send me with. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I'll give you rest, and everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me and on your people if you don't go with us? He finally said, For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other on earth. That's where we got the word forward. For us, we are different because we are set apart. We are different from the rest of those people who are non-believers. Also, Jesus reassured us in the New Testament in Matthew 28, 20. He says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always to the end 
of the age. So as you can see, and there are other scriptures actually in Hebrews and other places where it says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So once God gives you a purpose and he gives you a task, remember that the one behind you is greater than that task ahead of you. And that's what happens when we take the gifts that he has given us. It doesn't matter what you have. He asked Moses, what do you have? And Moses said, a stick. And then God went on to perform all these miracles to show him that he is the one who even makes the stick exist one way or the other, with or without life. And basically that's what happens. The gifts that we may have in our hands may seem like nothing. The mountain may seem like so high. But you can conquer it with the power that's behind you, who is our Lord. And that's what he says, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, finally, I want to leave this as our theme scripture, okay? Before I introduce our guest today. I love this scripture because it shows how organized God is. It shows how God is purposeful. It, it shows how he knows what he's doing in the sense that everything is planned. If you go according to his plan, it's going to work out because he has you covered. Okay, Let's look at uh, um, Exodus 31, 1 through 6 and 11. The reason I'm bringing this up, Moses was being asked to construct the tabernacle. And what happened is Moses didn't have much of anything except these people who have been going around in the desert. But God provided everything that he needed. So God may be sending you out there with your gifts and you may not seem like you have anything at hand. But remember that the one who formed everything that you're looking at, even what those people, whoever those people are, have, he controls it the same way he controlled uh, the king who Nehemiah needed to have everything done. Now, one of the things that a mistake I find among believers is that they tend to say, oh, that guy, I'm not going to deal with him because he's not a Christian. But let me tell you something. That king that who gave Nehemiah everything he needed, he was not a believer, but he had the keys. He had the keys. Many times you're going to find that people who have the keys are not necessarily believers. Just don't forget that the Bible says that the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. And also don't forget that you may be the one that God is going to use for that person, that man, that woman to see who God is. Because he's going to say, man, this guy didn't judge me. This person didn't look at me this way. Because don't you ever forget, when you become so self-righteous, that the Bible says that Jesus was invited by a tax collector. If you read that uh, scripture, it says, and there were many sinners there. God is going to take you to places where you may be the only believer. But everything in that room or in that place, in that contract, belongs to him. And all you have to do is follow him and like he said here that i'll go with you grace and peace and everything will be all right okay so now in this scripture here we're gonna see how god is what kind of god we are following what kind of plans that we are following in exodus 31 1 through 6 and then verse 11 it says and then the lord said to moses look i have specifically chosen bezalel son of uri grandson of Ur." Of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God. That's key right there. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working in with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones, in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Oharliab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen, craftsmen so they can make all things I have commanded you to make. So if God has given you a gift, he has given you a task, he has given you a project, he is the same God, he does not change. The same principle he used here, giving um, Moses to go build the tabernacle, the same God who gave 
Moses all these instructions and all these uh, uh, skilled workmen he's going to do the same for you it doesn't matter what business you're going into it doesn't matter what project you go into just as long as it's the anointed gifts that God gave you to manifest into the earth then it's going to happen and for me i tell you one thing at least based on my life and the lives of many people i've seen including this uh, person who is uh, going to be our guest is that they prayerfully ask God now you may be one of those people who go and pray for 40 days and fast for 49 that's fine but many people many christians many believers they have learned even unbeknownst to themselves to be like Moses they talk to God remember Moses said but God you promised me this and this that is prayer That is a form of prayer. There is such a relationship that he can talk to God. To me every time I communicate with God, I call it I'm praying to my God. I could be in a secular environment at work in a store wherever it is and I start talking to God. I didn't close my eyes. I may be driving, but I'm praying. That is prayer. That's what in this podcast we want to show you. In order to pray with impact, you have to know how to interface with God uh, and his word to the things that you are living in today. That's why Jesus says that he you may not be of this world but you're in it. We have to uh, perform and we have to be a people who reflect God. Because look, when God told Moses to do this, look how organized he was. Then he told him to build the tabernacle the ark of the covenant the uh, the covers the place of atonement all the furnishings all the tabernacle the table with the, with its utensils he just went on and on and actually when you read those chapters i believe it's between 35 and 38 you're going to see that god even comes to specifics like inches that's how god is he will direct you he said be at peace he is going to direct you And so at this point I'd like to read you just uh, the bio of the person that's going to be our guest today and from there we are going to be, have a conversation with him he's going to tell us about himself he's going to tell us about what he has done and how God has used him and like I said he's a praying man but it's different than what you may think okay now He is an engineer with a manufacturing degree from Wayne State University in, in Detroit, Michigan. You know, this has opened doors for him to serve as a production supervisor and continuous improvement manager in various manufacturing companies. He currently works with a company that deals with automotive interiors uh, as an improvement manager. And while he truly enjoys his nine a uh, 9 to 5 job you know that's like from 9 in the morning to 5 p.m. his real self comes out after 5 to 9 that's that free time those 4 hours before going to sleep that's when he does all the things that you're going to see so he's a regular person just like you and I he goes to work just like me and you and like everybody else but you know what he does he uses those 5 hours after work There are so many things that go on but see with God all things are possible he can stretch the time that you never knew you could use that's how he stretches the 10% when he says just bring me 10% and you wonder how could 10% uh support churches and missions and all that he knows how to stretch it okay this young man he works a job a regular job he has a family married to his high school sweetheart and they've been married what over 20 years or 18 years or something like that he will tell you all that but and he's he's got two kids but he does all these things that you're going to hear okay he's one of the founding members of a christian rap group called God's Army he's a kind of person who likes to break barriers to unite people bring people of all kinds of you know walks of life remember i just told you about jesus he was with the sinners well this young man is the same thing he will mix with anybody he will talk to a tree if it could talk back that's the kind of person he is in 209 uh he started up uh, producing you know a show i think it was called the good news talk show you ask yourself how can he be doing that and do the other stuff well <laughs> he provides platforms for other people 
to uh, talk about God, to do things that uh, help the community. And he will tell you all that. I don't know how to explain it better than he would. Okay, In 2011, he partnered with two other visionaries and they started a company called Framed for, uh, by Grace. It was a, a film company and they started producing Christian movies. And he'll tell you about all that. He'll say those things much better than I would. And then he produced another movie and documentaries and he went on and on. And now him and his wife, they have another company. They'll, he'll tell you about that too. And it's all to glorify God by reaching people training people in different areas, just like a holy ab we saw out there that God gave him the spirit to train others. I want to encourage you as you listen to this podcast that when God gives you a gift, he also gives you everything that you need to perform that gift. And remember one thing, the one behind you is greater than that task he has given you. God cannot give you a task that you're not able to do. Use scripture. Pray. Not just when you're on your knees, but be prayerful. That's what it means. Be in the mode of prayer, not mood, M-O-O-D, but in the mode, M-O-D-E. And those two are different. When you're in the mode of prayer, you can pray anywhere at any time. When you're in the mood of prayer, sometimes people won't pray until they have some coffee. Some people won't pray until there's a pillow. But when you're in the mode of prayer, things will come your way. And God will be ready to receive your prayer. It may be a simple communication. It's just like how it is in the Bible. And I've read all the prayers in the Bible. Many of them will not even go beyond three minutes. Many of them. Except when Ezra took the children of Israel, the Bible says from sun up to sun down. That was a different thing. And yes, he could do that. But many of those prayers were short prayers because there was a relationship between God and his people. When there is a relationship, God will hear you. You know why? Because the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So everywhere you're going, he wants you to order, you know, he wants to order your steps. And he is willing and able to take you to places you can never imagine. Okay? Just get ready to receive one of the best testimonies you'd ever heard. It's going to be great. Hello. Hi, Tamajin. Hey. Hey, how you doing, man? I am doing pretty good. I know you were. I cannot wait to get started. So now, I'd like to introduce my friend. Now, Tamajin, are you still on the line? Yes, sir. I am still on the line. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, could you please introduce yourself to um, our audience? And like I told you before, many of the people in our audience are from all over the world. We go to about, uh, I think the last time I checked was 36 countries. Every time there's a new country. So I just want you to know that you're going to be encouraging a lot of people from all over the world. And I want you to have that in mind. I want you just to tell your story. I may ask you a few questions here and there, but just tell your story about creativity and the gifts of God and how you have interacted with other people and how God uh, uh, helped to bring resources and people that were good at this or the other and how actually he put you together with your wife that you sink in even in those areas. So a lot of people will, will be listening and I pray that, you know, uh, people will understand the giftings of God. Actually, you know what, let me pray now. And at the very end, I will ask you when you, when we are done for you to uh, pray the closing prayer. Okay, is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you, Father, that you're a good God, a loving Father. You have given us everything that we need everything that pertains to life and godliness according to your word. You have given us a plan. There is a plan for us. But many times, Lord, we do not seek you. And so we are praying as we go through this uh, story that uh, Timashan is going to tell us. We ask you, Father, that your people out there in the world, some people may be in a third world nation where they don't have anything, But Lord, Heavenly Father, give them the eyes to see, even as Paul prayed for the Ephesians, that, Lord, I pray 
that you may open the eyes of their understanding that they may see the power directed to us word who believe show them that everything that they see they cut on a thousand hills they may not have a single one but it all belongs to you you can have them access the finances they need the resources they need the people that they need the expertise even as we have seen you gave Moses Moses could not separate a uh, one rock from another but you gave him a man who knew how to deal with gems so father in the name of Jesus even as our brother tells us his story we ask you father that you bless your people with knowledge in the name of Jesus okay go ahead my brother um, yeah so first of all I, I would just want to thank you for making me uh in a part of the show uh, love what you're doing love the people that you have been um, that you've been blessed for years and uh, I've been knowing you for a very very long time <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm just thankful father for I mean Thanks that you reached that you reached out. Uh, I am Tomasian Jones, uh, like like you mentioned. I mm-hmm. uh, am the father of two and husband of one, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my wife Tavia, who uh, we went to high school together. And um, even though we weren't dating in in high school, we we started dating right at the end before had let out and uh, I ended up being prime king and she was prime queen mm-hmm. and um, we started dating a week before the prom so we, we both had different dates going to the prom <laughs> and, uh, and and we ended up being prime king and queen I'm like wow I can I can get used to this you know <laughs> and um, and the, you know the Lord blessed us uh, like a little while later and uh, a few months after graduation, I ended up giving my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, she went off to college. And uh, when she went off to college, uh, I was I was there in church, and I had to get the word for myself. I had to learn scriptures, mm-hmm. and uh, I really got to know God myself without any distractions. Because she was the reason why I was going to church, because she went to church, and I just wanted to be with her. Hmm. But I really didn't want to be with God. Wow. Um, but when she went off to college, that that made an opportunity for me to say, all right, do I really believe this stuff? And I really started to seek his face and see um, what he what he has for me. And um, surrounded me with a, a great youth pastor and a bunch of uh, uh, people hmm. who were you know, they were they were rapping, but they were rapping for the Lord. And, and I used to rap before I got saved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can I can write a rap, and I kind of took some raps that I used to have, and I kind of told them the rap that I did, and they're like, hey, yeah, you're pretty good, you know. <laughs> and uh, I started hanging around a couple of uh, guys at church, and they invited me to come on and be a part of uh, this Christian rap group called uh, God's Army. It, it was it was two groups, one called Blood Watch Soldiers and another one called God's Army, and we both came together. Yes. And, um, you know, we started making music for the Lord, and we ended up making, uh, like, three different albums, um, shot some music videos, and it was more of a discipleship process where I learned how to live for God, mm. and it was they, they used music to draw the young people in. So we had, you know, peppers, we had dancers, we, we had a band at one time. I mean, it was a really big thing. We traveled. We traveled, you know. It's, what, what age groups are we talking about here that that your audience I believe, was? Um, I believe, how, how was I when, when I was in the group? No. I mean, who are the kind of people you try to reach? Are your age group or any group? Oh, or? So, so the, the way God's Army was... was was structured. We had a lot of young people in the group, and we mm-hmm. also had some we would call older people in the group. And okay. it ranged uh, from one time. I think it was like the oldest member was like in their fifties or something, and the youngest member was like fourteen or fifteen. Okay. And so we, we had like some singers. We had and it was a nice variety of different groups of, of people. Mm-hmm. And our goal was to uh, to reach other people and tear down those barriers that separate us, um, yes. you know, within the body of Christ. Like, even though we all are within Christ, 
there's a lot of schisms and a lot of things that hold us apart as a body. Mm-hmm. And our goal was to bridge that gap and, to, and, and not allow, you know, race or age or um, denominations to separate us. Yes. And we wanted to unite the body of Christ. And that's really what we wanted to do with our music and, and with our presentation. So at that time, you were about how old? I joined God's Army when I was 18 Okay. 18 years old. The reason I wanted to do that because you are the baseline of our conversation and so that people do not lose track that we are, we are dealing with a very young person here. And then uh, so even though you had people of 50 or and in between, you are a young person and there are some young people out there, especially in the world. I know, especially in the, um, anywhere, but seeing the third world, who need so much encouragement because of what um, barriers they face, different kind of barriers. Like we have uh, listeners in India, and we know that there's a caste system in India. And those people, God can touch them through testimonies like this because God has nothing is too difficult for him. So, yeah, I was, I was 18 years old when I first started. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I really didn't know a lot about living for God. I didn't understand uh, a lot of the Bible. I think I read a couple of books, and I probably read like a couple of the Gospels. And uh, what I what I had to do was look at the way people lived in their lives. And when I saw that that they were really living for the Lord, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that that's very attractive. You know, I mean, I I remember the first time I seen. You know, one of the guys in the group, his son had fell and hurt himself. And his son came to him, you know, hey, Dad, I hurt myself. And he grabbed his son and he prayed for his son. Mm. And then his son was like, okay. And he went off and he started playing again. And I'm like, wow, like, I've never seen a father pray for his son. Yes. And and it it was just new to me. You know, I I grew up in a very rough neighborhood. in Detroit, um, and we never really had a lot of, uh, I would say, nuclear families. Yes, where everybody had the same mother and father, and you know, so it was a lot of broken homes. There was a lot of things that was going on, but mm-hmm. I never had like a Christian family to look at and to learn. Hey, a life can be lived this way. So, what inspired you to go to college? After you tell us that, uh, um. Uh, the kind of neighborhood you grew up in. So, yeah, so I, I was one of the first people in my family to, uh, to actually I was the first person to graduate mm-hmm. uh, from college. Um, and I went to high school and I, 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 I used to play, I used to play sports. So I played basketball, I ran track. Yes. And um, it was a, uh, a recruiter came and said that there's an organization called Focus Hope. Okay. And Focus Hope had this engineering program where, you know, if you get through this program, you can go out and make a lot of money, mm. you know. And that was uh, an idea. Uh, okay, I can go to one of these universities or I can go through the Focus Hope engineering program. Mm. And I said, well, I'm going to go take the test and see if I can get in. And then I end up getting accepted to the, the engineering program, mm. and that's where my college career started. So okay. it was through Focus Hope and in collaboration with Lawrence Technological University mm. and Wayne State University. Mm-hmm, and then that's why I got my I got an associate degree from Lawrence Tech, and then I got my bachelor's degree from uh, from Wayne State in uh, manufacturing engineering. So now, so now we can see how God is starting to prepare you to have a mind that is organized. Because to be an engineer, especially, what kind of engineering is this? Uh, Manufacturing engineering. There you go. See, to manufacture something, you follow process. There's protocol. There are things that you have to do so that you can have the same product, the quality product, that kind of thing. And I can see how God is preparing you. Can you imagine an engineering mind going to do film and so lead us to those gifts that god 
has given you to reach people because when they say someone says he's an engineer it's easy for you to think oh they work at gm and he's dealing with all these people in a manufacturing plant or whatever yes it's a gift to be an engineer but there are these gifts that reach people that we want to go towards in this podcast so give us some inkling about these other gifts how you're led towards that area like in the arts yeah so Actually, I, I got into wanting to study film while I was taking the class at Wayne State. It was a class called Arts in Action. Mm-hmm. And it was a class where you had to go in, like to an art museum. You had to analyze paintings. Mm-hmm. And one of the sections, we had to analyze a movie and see how the movie was broken down and really study how it was made. And I thought it was very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, the process of the way that a film was put together. And me being a manufacturing engineer, mm. um, I, like you said, study processes, right? You have inputs and you have a process and you have change and value add mm-hmm. stations and then it goes into a finished product. Yes. And uh, making a movie was the exact same thing. It was a, <laughs> it was a process. Yes. You know, you had different variables. You had to understand and you had a lot of problems you had to solve. Mm. So uh, I, I said, "Wow, this is this is a really really interesting." So this is right around maybe 2000, and um, I believe I was probably 20, 2001. I got married. Yes, uh, to my beautiful wife, Davia, and mm-hmm. I was 22 when we got married. So mm-hmm. all of the stuff in God's army and through engineering school, all that happened around that time. Yes. And uh, one time I was sitting in the library at school. The librarian came in and he made a home video. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at the video and it had these transitions. It had like different effects and the video looked really clear. And I'm like, like you did that yourself? And he was like, yeah, you know. I'm like, how, how did you do that? <laughs> and, um, you know, he told me he had what kind of computer he had. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, you, you did that on that computer and, and it has free software to do it? And I'm like, yeah, uh, okay. So I got my money together and, you know, <laughs> I'm going to bought that computer. And um, I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how anything about it. Um, but I did know somebody who knew a little bit about editing. Oh, really? Which was you. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, iMovie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got me a Mac computer that had iMovie on it. And I and I didn't know what I was doing. And I said, I need somebody to show me how to edit. He said, well, <laughs> I can't really show you, but I can give you this, this CD. And the CD has, you know, the tutorial on it. Yes. And I took that CD and I just did that thing. I, I did day and night. Every day I was trying to, you know, try the different things and I taught it. I mean, I, I learned uh, how to edit on there. And then I started doing weddings. I started doing little, you know, spoof movies. And, you know, I really started to have fun with it. I started doing music videos and it, 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 it was just a, a great hobby. Yeah, man. Let me say something about that um, from a mentoring, a discipleship kind of way. Now, when I first met you at church, you are one of those young people in the church. And it's not that, say, I even paid too much attention because in, in the sense that, oh, that's so-and-so, but I knew you from church. And I remember when you came to my home that you wanted, to, um, you wanted me to show you something about... Um, uh, editing with iMovie. That's when iMovie was baby. It was the best tool around, the easiest and the cheapest for all, for us all. But I'm yeah. saying this to say this, that uh, um, God will present or will bring people in your path with whom you have a kinship spirit and they will assist you, they will be with you, they will do whatever, they will mentor you, they will, um, they will disciple you. There was a trust in the sense that, you know, earlier you said something about the area where you grew up in and you had not seen someone pray for their son. So that means that God was putting in you that, listen, this that you have seen, I want to show you in other areas. 
and you and your family, what that man planted in you as a seed at that time, you do it for your kids. Because you honored it, God fulfilled it in another way in your area. With you. I've seen you on Facebook with your children and I see exactly what you said about the other person is what you are doing. Now similarly, that mentorship that we have to do, I know that little input that I put in you, it's reproducing much more than I could have ever done if I didn't. And I know that you yourself, as a filmmaker, you see something blooming out of almost nothing. And I remember Steve Jobs one time said, he said that they asked him, what's the success of Apple? By the way, a, a, a month ago or so, Apple became the first $2 trillion company in the world. Now, the guy said this, our success is that we say no to a lot of good things. To me, that showed direction. Like the scripture that we just read in, um, um, in uh, Exodus, where God says, I want you to do this. And he kept telling Moses, as I told you on the mountain. Now to our listeners, what's the mountain? When God told Moses, as I told you on the mountains, the mountain was that time of prayer. That's when Moses went up there and spent 40 nights and 40 days. God was inundating him with all these things for him to come back and do. The same thing he would do for you, but maybe differently. Timajan has shown us like when he saw that man praying for his son. But there are other ways that God will be speaking to you. And so continue to show us how you, you, know, you came to be a filmmaker. Because there, there are many other things that you did. You and your wife have this company. Uh, again, it revolves around people. I know the time limits us, but we shall do our best to put in as much as possible because I know a lot of young people are going to be blessed by what you are saying. So continue, my friend. Okay, thank you for that. And, and, and you were very uh, instrumental in, in, in my development. And I, I'm pretty sure I told you thank you, but I don't know if you know how much that affected me. And um, it was it was it was great because once I learned iMovie and I was able to edit, then I knew that you know through prayer, God had told me that, that I would have like this talk show, mm. um, and it gave me the name, the Good mm. News Talk Show, where I would share the good news of the gospel, and I would also share the good news in the different neighborhoods and people that was doing good things in the community, mm. and and, and I was sitting next to, I went to a newscaster and I said, why is there so much negativity on the news? Mm. And he told me, well, if it bleeds, it leaves. Wow. Meaning that if it's, if it's something bloody or something very bad, that's the first thing they want to show on the news. Wow. And, and, and God wanted me to do something that counter that mm. and show the good news people that were doing good things that yes. were worthy to be put up. So I started interviewing people. Well, before I started interviewing people, I, I didn't do anything. I mm. was I was waiting on God to bless me with a big camera and a big film crew and a big microphone mm. to run around and do this um, talk show. Mm. But God told me, you have everything that you need to do the talk show. <laughs> and this was around 2000 eight or nine mm -hmm. the iphone 3gs just came out 3gs video <laughs> you can record video with your phone <laughs> and i woke up the next morning and god told me start your talk show today mm. and i went in the backyard and i recorded my first episode of the good news talk show with my cell phone mm. and then i used iMovie to mm. edit it oh my god right and, and then I started interviewing people. I interviewed like different, like Lions players, different actors. I interviewed like uh, Lecrae Moore back when he was, nobody knew who he was. He's like one of these famous Christian rappers now. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to interview a lot of people and I was editing an iMovie. <laughs> but what, what, what happened was after that, you know, I stopped doing the show because I was focusing on film. And I mm. wanted to get into making movies, yes. and I tried to learn Final Cut Pro, mm. and it was so complicated. I could not grasp it, mm. and 
I just I just got frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then around 2011 and 2012, Final Cut Pro revamped their whole system. Mm-hmm. And guess what it looked like? Mm-hmm. iMovie. Mm-hmm. Everybody who used the old Final Cut Pro was so upset, they left. Yep. And I said, wait a minute. God, it's used it for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the master at iMovie. I, I, I can try it. I learned I Final Cut Pro. By the way, we got, I have... Final Cut Pro 1.0, and I was editing, and I knew someone who was working at a Comcast. He was like, quote, unquote, my son. We were doing videos. Um, missionaries from Uganda were coming here, and I was editing. They would bring me these videos on tape, and I would be, I had to edit them to three minutes because when they would be going to churches here, they only have like three minutes of show that they want, you know, tell about their work. And I remember one time we had to make um, a 15-minute movie. And uh, this young man came at my house. He had to come and he had to spend the night because to render... The, the <laughs> we we had that thing worked all night to render yeah, five minutes yeah, that's how yeah. people don't realize how much work that is in this and yeah. i know we've talked about yeah. this even what you are doing it's a lot of work but see how god was training you he showed you the it's like he shows you this is where it's going everybody else is thinking this and then you said something very important here you said wait a minute, God did it for me. That's how God works. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we look at, oh, how about so-and-so? You know, that's how many times people don't get healed because they say, well, so-and-so had the same thing and they died. Or they lost a leg. And so they just say, oh, well. But no, don't, we have to be one-eyed when God calls us to do something. You were one-eyed. You said, wait a minute, I am, this is for me. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I jump right, right on it, man. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and and um and around that time, my wife had a desire. All while, all while we were just to go back in high school, my wife used to dance. Um, she wanted she wanted to go to college to take dance classes and stuff there. She always wanted to start her own Christian dance studio. Mm. And and when we got our house, uh, when we moved. In 2013, I believe we she wanted we put our dance studio in our basement, mm. and we started small, and now we have a dance studio that's that's a big dance studio. There's actually a building, mm. but we we had a dance studio here, and through the gifts that I had with the video, I would be, really record the dance recitals and do the photography, mm. and both of us we would work with the young people. And mm. I would do the technical side. She would do the artistic dance side. And mm. we worked together as a team. Yes. You know, and, and now she has a, a dance school called uh, the Body of Praise Ministry. Mm. He bought ministry, I mean, the Body of Praise Dance Factory. Mm. Uh, and and, and T-Bop is the short acronym for it, but it's the Body of Praise. Mm. And I have the Body of Praise Media. Wow. And both of them really shows that the whole thing with God's army about us uniting the body of Christ. Yes. The body of praise is when we all bring our gifts and our talents together mm-hmm. and then we use them to glorify God. And one of the, the biggest scriptures that we always try to, you know, talk to the kids about and we live ourselves as a family mm-hmm. is First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, whatever you do, whatever you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do it mm-hmm. for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that whatever we do, if we make a film, we want it to glorify God. We do a dance, we want it to glorify God. Yes. If I put on the talk show, I want it to glorify God. If I make a rap, I want it to glorify God. So <laughs> the, those things aren't 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 bad. It's just that God isn't getting the glory from it. And that's exactly. Bad. Exactly. You know, anything that we do, we want it to to, to glorify God. Yes. You know, the, the clothes that we wear. Mm-hmm. You know, the way we look at people, the way we talk to people. You know, all those things, you know, it, yes. it, it plays it plays a big part. And um, another thing that we do is we do marriage workshops. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we have a studio, like I got a studio that we do dance, and then when dance is over, 
Mm-hmm. I do photography. When photography is over, <laughs> I do a video session oh and God. I use it. It's kind of like the five to nine and nine to five thing that you're talking about. Yes. Um, we use a studio for, for those purposes. Mm. You know, we put on a marriage workshop and we call ourselves the marriage engineers. Hmm. Um, because my wife is an industrial engineer. Mm-hmm. She stopped working um, as an engineer in 2013. She came home and she homeschooled the, 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 the children mm-hmm. and do run the dance studio. Mm-hmm. And so she had an industrial engineer, a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. and I have my manufacturing engineering degree. And we said, well, if we can solve problems for all these, you know, automotive companies, how come we can't help the body of Christ? There you go. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we use the same problem-solving technique. Yes. That they would use in a in a, in a plan or a corporation, you know, and we apply them to marriage. Mm. You know, so you know one of the things that I do as the operations manager at my job is I study what's called key performance indicators. Mm. You know, what what are we doing to measure the success of our business? Mm-hmm. But what are the key performance indicators of marriage? Yes. What should I use to measure the success of my marriage? Mm. You know, and we teach couples, hey, these are the areas that you should focus on. And you can measure them. You can actually move the needle mm-hmm. in that, you know. So, so, and again, the scripture says, whatever we do, do it for the glory of God. So mm-hmm. I can, I'm, I, I'm not a filmmaker. Mm. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not an engineer. I'm mm. not a father. I'm not. I'm not just one thing. I'm mm. all of that. God made me. Amen. All of that, yes. Right. Yes. So, so, but the scripture says, whatever you do, it didn't say just do this to glorify God. Right? But whatever, whatever. There you go. You preach do, it. Do it for the glory of God. Yes. So I just want to make sure that. If we do a marriage ministry or we help people to marriage, we glorify God. That's the rule. That's so, it. Yes, you can watch. You can watch YouTube. Does it glorify God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you, you can do these different dances. Does it glorify God? And, and and if it doesn't, then we have to check it. Yes. You know. So you, um, you know what's interesting. Uh, you may not be aware of it, but what you've been saying so far, it reminded me when I was a child. There are these women. In um, uh, who make mats in Africa? You know mats that you lay, you sit on. You know they're like uh, what you call like, it would be like a carpet m- m- kind of mat, but it's made out of um, palm leaves. First thing they do, they split those palm leaves into real long strips, and then after that, they dye them different colors. These people have already seen how the mat is gonna look. You as a child. You see these bunches of um, um, uh, palm leaves cut into little long strips, different colors, and starts to weave with her hands. Yeah. They make a roll like that, but out of these patterns that, you know, out of um, uh, palm leaves. Then out of those rolls, they put them together. This person already saw what that pattern is going to be like. This pattern is already determined in her mind that it's going to look like that. But for me, I was just seeing these threads and different pieces of uh, uh, of palm leaves. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's how God is with us. You mentioned something earlier. You said that bringing different people together. And that's how God is. He has all these palm leaves of people and they're different colors, different ways. But God knows how to put them together. And for those who are willing to use their gift of weaving the mat, that's what you're doing. You bring all the different kind of people from your experiences, from your education, from your background. You are able to attract them and in the end reflect God. Because in John, um, I believe it's John 10.32, but anyway, it's in the book of John, it says that if I be lifted up, I shall draw all men unto me. And that's what God is going to do for everyone. If we lift him up, you've been talking about glorifying God. That's lifting up God. When you lift God up, he will draw people. So like some of those people uh, that are coming to your dance studio, some of those people who are coming to the different areas, even your secular job, believe me, you are touching them. People are going to change. 
and one day they will be giving a testimony now we're coming to the end of our show and i know we'll have another one and i pray one day we shall have your wife your beautiful wife on one of our shows on our podcast but uh, right now summarize and then please pray as the lord puts it on your heart for all those people out there who are wondering how do i do this because you told us at the very beginning you grew up in a very rough neighborhood and usually what that means it's not necessarily rough on crime but rough in the sense that nothing uh it's not a privileged area but see what god has done for you two engineers in a family manufacturing engineers people who are putting things together things that we use on a daily basis and don't even know god brings them together with a family beautiful family and all these entrepreneurial skills with all these different things that god has put together through you and your wife so god has brought all these different people these different aholiabs and bezalels who do different things who he has trained he has put his spirit in them so that they may work with you so that you can produce this kind of work so please uh, summarize and then go right into a short prayer so that we can close up Yeah it 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 is I I think what so one of the things that really affected me um I came into the ministry of uh Dr. Miles Monroe. Mhm. And as a young teenage uh young man he said something that was very critical to me at, at that time he says that um the the wealthiest place on earth is the graveyard Mm. because people die with their gifts and their talents mm-hmm. and and books and and songs that they never wrote they mm-hmm. die with those things that's what makes the graveyard wealthy and mm. and he encouraged us to die empty hmm. right so if you you got a book out you got something out you know you really need to push to give birth to those visions and those things yes and from 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 that moment i've just been pushing to give birth to those things Mm. You know, every day I wake up and I ask God, okay, what is it that you want me to do today mm. right now in long term and how and, and am I getting closer to that goal every day? Mm. A lot of people look at they try to find out how many hours of sleep do they get. I I kind of measure how many hours of wake do I get, <laughs> right? So if, if I got like 18 I get about 18 to 19 hours of wake every day. Mm. So therefore I can use those 18 to 19 hours to, to glorify God with, right? Wow. And, mm-hmm. and and we have to track those things and write those things down and be committed to those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know if it's a young person there you have to you, you have to first visualize yourself there mm. and write it down pray that God blesses you with how to get there. Mm. and with this is the information age right everything that you want to do that you want to learn you can do a search and they'll show you how to put a garage together they'll show you how to build a house they'll show you how to put together a shoe yes. anything that you want you can get right so this yes. is the advantage that the young people have now opposed to when i was growing up and i didn't have the internet had just came out with a 66k modem mm. and that was very slow right <laughs> um so so i just would encourage young people to ask God to bless you with a vision yes. first because there there is you can't do anything without you visualizing what it is mm-hmm. you know so yes. um if I tell you to go in the, in, in the kitchen and grab this this um hachitashi or if I uh, where it's yellow it kind of looks like a banana uh, oh oh now you've got a visualization you know what to get when you get there right so mm-hmm. the vision is very important yes and um yeah yeah so I, i think i can <laughs> I think i can end there um but i can go on and on about you know what we do and how we you know want to want to give honor to god with our lives yes so um i'll just go ahead and pray yeah go ahead and, and um and uh just thank god lord we come to you now in the master's name of jesus lord yes. just thanking you father for who you are yeah. and what you're doing in our lives lord Uh, everyone that's on the sound of my voice father i just ask that you just bless them with the vision yes um rekindle the vision that they once had if they're older father and if they need to to 
share with a young person, transfer that vision, and help other people achieve their visions, Lord. Um, I just pray for that, Lord. Uh, I pray for any young people, Father, who may be listening to this, who, who feel like they don't have a shot at, at life, Lord. Um, I ask Jesus to be with them, Father. Let them know that you're there. And with you, they can do anything that they put their minds to, Father. You, There's nothing impossible with you, Father. Mm. Um, so I thank you and I praise you, Father, for the families that are listening to this podcast on a regular basis that are learning to be um, prayer warriors and praying mm. for your, your your kingdom to come on, on earth, Father, as it yes. is in heaven, Lord. And I, I thank you, and I praise you for uh, Brother Sam Quiz and his family, Lord, and the vision he has for Christ and all the things that he's doing uh, in his life, Lord. I ask you to continue to give him courage, continue to give him wisdom, and, and, and encourage him, give him peace, Father, knowing that he's following uh, you. Mm. And uh, and everything that he's doing, Lord. So I thank you and I praise you, Lord. I love you, and we give you honor with our lives in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. And thank you for that prayer. And um, the last part, and I want you to listen to it. I won't say goodbye to you before you hear it. The last part of our podcast is one of those that a lot of people like. And um, when I didn't do it, or we thought the time wasn't enough, I got an email here and there saying that, how come you didn't do this? And then the other thing I would mention, all oh, the top 10 downloaders. And then someone says, well, how about us who want in the top 10? We may never get there because our connections are different. So now I'm just going to read in the last 30 days, the countries that have downloaded that I see. And yes, I'll just say that the first one in line is the United States was United States usually um, uh, juggles between one and Nigeria and India. Usually those are our top ones. So I'll just start to read the countries rather than say number one, number two, number three. Okay, so we have the United States, Nigeria, India, Kenya, Uganda, South Africa, Philippines, United Kingdom, Ghana, Jamaica, Zimbabwe, Canada, Argentina, Cameroon, Ethiopia, Sri Lanka, Macau, Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Grenadines, Zambia. Those are the countries that downloaded in the last 14 days. And we thank you all for downloading. And I pray that you will be blessed as I have been and always are by Tamajan's uh, testimony, and he's doing a lot more. And I pray especially for those young people out there, for anybody actually, but for those young people who would be encouraged by this great testimony. And then one day I pray that we shall bring his wife, and then all the wives, all the ladies, will see what God can do with a mother and a wife. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you and we glorify you, Lord. Thank you, Timaj, and God bless you. Thank you.